It's 2024. What should Texas A&M football's New Year's resolution be? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 2024, and I think that the best way to start this year is to look at some things that Texas A&M football needs to be better at this year. And the first thing, the number one thing I have written down, circled five times, is develop talent. Now, a few of these things I have listed here, some are for this coaching staff, some are for these players, some are just kind of like execution in football games. And like I said, the first New Year's resolution I have here for Texas A&M football is develop talent. Of course, this one is for the coaching staff. And, I mean, we can hammer this point home time and time again, and it's always going to be relevant that the previous coaching staff was not getting the job done when it comes to developing talent. Everybody knows what Coach Fisher had roster-wise talent-wise, but at the end of the day, the talent wasn't really developing. We saw this in, you know, NFL draft picks. We saw this in lots of different things. You really didn't see a ton of this, these five stars you were bringing in turn into these spectacular players. Like, I'll give you, I mean, to me, it's plain and simple. You look at guys like Evan Stewart, guys like Walter Nolan, great football players, but I think you were going to see at their new homes, um, Walter Nolan is at Ole Miss, and then Evan Stewart, as I'm pretty sure, is still yet to commit. I heard he's leaning Tennessee, but at, to this point, I'm pretty sure has not committed. I will double check on that and leave it in the comments, but and see where he's leaning. But I think you're going to see football players like those two guys, and those are just examples. I think you're going to see them have incredible seasons in 2024. And like Evan Stewart, I think we all can agree on that. Like we all know who Evan Stewart is. We know who he was. We know how talented he is. We know how good of a football player he was, but I just, he wasn't getting the football enough. And it seems like during his Texas A&M career, he didn't develop like you would have expected a five-star to develop. He didn't take kind of that step like, Oh wow. You know, I thought he was going to take a big step this year. And he was great. And what I'm saying is I don't think that's on him. I think the previous coaching staff did not develop the talent they had on the roster. So I think that is my challenge to Coach Elko and to all of this coaching staff is, hey, listen, let's take this talent you're bringing in on the roster. Let's take this talent and these players you're bringing in that are really good football players, whether in the 2024 class, in the future, and let's develop those guys. Let's make them better football 
players. And that is what I really just want to flat out see from this coaching staff. If Mike Elko and his staff can develop players, I believe that his tenure is going to be a flying success. It's going to be great. I think that Coach Elko is a lot better when it comes to building relationships, building these connections with the players than it seems like Coach Fisher was. And now, listen, that's not a knock to Coach Fisher. I do think that he did a good job. Um, you know, for example, I mean, a lot of the players, when he was let go, and you saw it on Twitter, a lot of players were like, man, you know, people were upset. I do think as much as Texas A&M fans have, have the right to be upset with Coach Fisher and the money that Texas A&M is paying them, I do think that he built some connections and the players did like him. But I just think there's something about Coach Elko. I mean, it's like even hearing him during the bowl game when he was up there in the um, in the booth talking with the announcers, it's like, I want to play football for that guy. I want to run through a brick wall for Mike Elko because he is just a good football coach. He motivates you. He just seems like that type of guy. So I don't think when it comes to developing players and motivation uh, culture, I don't think Mike Elko is going to have any issues with those parts of football, which are very important right up there with X's nose. Some might say, I think that culture, that stuff matters a lot more than people really give it credit for. So I think that is what I want to see from this coaching staff. That is the number one New Year's resolution. Hey, last year, previous years, we weren't really developing this talent. Let's develop the talent on the roster. That is the first thing I want to see from this coaching staff. And the second thing I want to see from the Texas A&M coaching staff is win close football games. I mean, how many times this season did I have a post-game reaction show and we're talking about the Aggies lost by four points, six points, three points. I mean, let's run through it. As painful as it is, you lose to Bama by six. You lose to Tennessee by seven. You lose to Ole Miss by three. It, it was a trend that was – I mean, I mean, look at this again. Oklahoma State, I know that you had a couple late testers, but you lose that game by eight. Every, it, and that is kind of another point I've made throughout these, we, these last few weeks is it's clear – even with Coach Fisher, this team was not far off. Look at those close games with Bama. I know that Bama team isn't what they are now, but, I mean, that doesn't, doesn't matter. You hung with that Bama team. You were right there. You were right there with Ole Miss, who I think is going to be one of the best teams in college football next year. Tennessee, same kind of thing there. They didn't really have the season they were hoping Um Milton wasn't the guy I think that they expected, but still a good football team on the road in a tough environment, and you hung around. The There's not that large of a gap, and that's my point. There's not that large of a gap between Texas A&M and I, some of these other teams on the field. They can win some of these football games. You've got to find a way to win the close ones. It's difficult. It is not easy to win these close football games, but you have to find a way to win them. That is the difference between teams succeeding and not succeeding in a season is winning close matchups. I mean, flip two of these games. Let's say we'll flip that Bama game and the Ole Miss game, right? You flip that, and I think think how different this season is. You know what I mean? I mean, we're talking nine wins. That is how close you were. 
And it might not have felt like it, you know, of course, because of the lack of, you know, the seven and five season and nobody was super excited about that with this talent. But a few things go your way and this season looks a lot different. So I think that we've we've discussed and we're going to talk a little bit about the 2024 schedule just because, you know, hey, 2024, I wanted to run through it. But we're going to mostly talk about the SEC schedule in segment three. But. You know, I think that finding a way to win the close football games next season, Texas A&M can have a great year. We have discussed how manageable that schedule is. All of your difficult games are at home. If you find a way to win the close ones, you could win nine football games this year. And I get it. There's going to be the folks that say, you know, oh, Texas A&M, they never do it. They never. And I get that. This is, I just, my whole argument here is I think this is going to be a different Texas A&M football team under coach Mike Elko. I really believe in him. I believe in who he is as a football coach. And I think you're going to see a different Texas A&M team, a gritty team that finds a way to win these close games. That's just my thought about this Texas A&M team. I think under coach Elko, they will find a way to win close football games that they weren't able to win this year, which was the difference, you know, in 2023 in an ant year and a really good year was a couple one position games that I think is going to change under this year's and the future's coaching staff. We are going to talk about a few more new year's resolutions. I have a ton things that I think can make this football team better this season. We're going to talk about those things and a little bit about the SEC schedule and a little bit about a painful decommitment and flip in the 2024 recruiting class coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. What I love about FanDuel and the app is how easy it is to use. It's the app I use when I wager on sports. I've used some of the competition at times, and FanDuel just always takes down the other apps. It is my favorite to use. They have a wide range of things you can bet on, live same-game parlays, tons of stuff that you can bet on. It's just a ton of fun. You have got to go check out FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. So a few more New Year's resolutions to talk about here on the show today. Hope everybody had a good New Year's Eve. Hope everybody has a good New Year's today. A lot of good football coming up today. A lot of exciting things. I am really looking forward to some of these games today. It's going to be a lot of fun. So hope all y'all, everybody has a day off work and is able to sit back and just enjoy some football. That's my plan. I hope once again, hope everybody had a great New Year's Eve and good and hope everybody has a great day today watching some good old football. But the next thing I have for a New Year's resolution for this Texas A&M football team is to have a balanced offensive attack. You know, 
I just feel like the the running game at times was such a struggle for Texas A&M. And looking at what Coach Colin Klein did at Kansas State, I think that Texas A&M's offensive attack is going to be much more balanced, and that is so crucial. You know, you don't want to have an offense where all we can do is run the football. All we can do is is throw the football. So, hey, we will load the box. We'll drop an extra guy back. You don't want your offense to be built that way. You want your offense to be built on we can beat you through the air. We can beat you on the ground. And I don't think Texas A&M's offense was like that last year. I think that Texas A&M was better through the air, to be honest with you. I know that the Aggies broke some runs. Amari Daniels broke some. Le'Veon Moss, Ruben Owens, they, they all had a couple runs. But it really felt like this offense had to throw the football. I mean, the yards per carry on most games just was not great. So I think that a balanced offensive attack is something that would just make this football team so much better, so fast next season. And, you know, looking at tape on Coach Klein and his offense, looking at tape at, at what he did at Kansas State, I don't think it's going to be that difficult to do that. I don't think he'll have any trouble doing that. I think that, you know, and, and listen, it's all going to come back to development. I think part of the issue was the offensive line just wasn't creating the holes that the running backs needed. Now, were there a few times where running backs missed a hole or missed a cut? You know, yeah, of course, probably. There was that. I'm sure that happened a few times. But at the end of the day, I do believe that, you know, the offensive line was a bit of a struggle, and that led to some of the issues uh, moving the ball on the ground. And so, as I said, this kind of falls back into that developing talent conversation we had just a minute ago. I think you have to develop this offensive line to be better running the football and to be more balanced. You know, with the passing attack, if the offensive line gives you three seconds, you can get the football out. You can get the football downfield. On the running game, if you can't get any kind of push, you ain't doing nothing. So I think my thought there really is. I, I just think a balanced offensive attack makes Texas A&M so much better. And I know that's like a, well, yeah, of course, but I, I mean, I just, I love an offense where the play action game can hurt you because we can run the football and then we can turn our running game into a downfield passing attack. And I think that's what you're going to see with coach Klein. I'm really, I'll tell you this. I am so excited to see what his offense is going to look like. I think it's just going to be so enjoyable. I mean, I feel good. It's, it's so funny. I feel good about the doof, uh, the defense, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Phineas and Ferb. I feel good about the defense under Mike Elko, of course. I mean, it's just I, we know who he is. Now, I know with him being the head coach, he has his DC. He's going to be doing some things. You know, he's going to be micromanaging some other things other than just the defense. But – I think that we know what we're going to have on defense. I think we know what we're going to have on offense with Coach Klein, and it's going to be a balanced attack that scores a lot of points, moving the football on the ground and moving the football through the air. So I can't wait to see how that works out. Got a few more New Year's resolutions here, and this one is another one right there with player development that I have circled four times. 
I'm going to circle it again. So now it's circled five times. And that is score touchdowns, not field goals. I don't know about y'all, but I hate field goals. Want to know why? Plain and simple. It means you didn't score a touchdown. The only time I'm excited about a field goal is if it's to tie the game late, to win the game late, or heading in the half. Any other time, that means, hey, we didn't score a touchdown. And, you know, Texas A&M was one of the, I mean, they attempted a ton of field goals this season. And it's funny because when you look at like SEC stats online, you'll see, oh, we're number one or two in, in field goals attempted. That's not a good stat. It's not a stat I'm excited about. Now, you could be Vandy with like 10 field goal attempts. You don't want to be on that side of it either because that means that they're never across the 50. But y'all get where I'm coming from here is that time and time again, Texas A&M scored, kicked field goals. We saw a lot of Randy rather than um, touchdowns. And this year, I want seven, not three. I only want to see the kicker coming in to kick an extra point through the uprights. I don't want to see field goals. It's not how you win football games. It's not. You aren't going to win football games with three points. You're going to win with seven. You know, you can't drive into enemy territory five times and kick four field goals and score one touchdown. It's just you're not going to win games that way. You got to, if you're in, if you're in the red zone four times, you got to score three touchdowns. Coach Fisher said himself, obviously, Coach Fisher, you know, he wasn't able to get this done during his time in Texas A&M, but hey, he wants to. He wanted three fourths the time to score a touchdown in the red zone. Texas A&M was not great when it came to scoring seven instead of three, and I think that's something I want to see better this year because at the end of the day, that is the difference in wins and losses. Being able to put up seven points instead of three wins you football games, and that has to be better this year. The last thing I have here, not last thing, I have one more after this. I have two more actually, but is win in the transfer portal. Looking back on last year's Texas A&M um, transfer portal class. So let's do that. Let's play, let's play that game. Let's do that. We're going to go to 2023. Okay. And let's run through the transfer portal class. And let's talk about, I mean, you know, who did anything. So Jordan Anthony, he's already gone, the receiver. Finn Durstein, I mean, you know, the offensive lineman from Boston College, he was a he was a depth piece, but you know, not a ton there. Johnny Walker, home run. David Bailey, you know, not a ton there. Jalen Henderson, home run. Um, Jorante Davis, we don't really know what we got in him. We didn't see him a ton. Josh DeBerry, yikes. Um, I mean. See what I'm coming at from here. Tony Grimes, Sam McCall, those guys. I just, I don't know if I'd say that Texas A&M fully swung and missed in the portal last cycle because listen to the, some of those names. Jalen Henderson, Jody Walker. Some of those names helped this football team a ton. And then some of these names weren't the gets that you thought. So I think looking at where we're at 2024, you know, I am pretty happy with Ricky Wright at safety, Trey Jones at safety, uh, Willie at corner. I like those guys, and I like how, you know, I think the coaching staff has said, okay, hey, we're not very deep at wide receiver. We're going to go get two. We're not our, – our secondary is a massive issue. We're going to go get a handful of guys to play safety and corner. 
That is what I like about the way that the staff has handled the transfer portal so far. But here's the deal. There's a handful of scholarships left. I saw on Twitter that I think there was 10 available, um, and, and you we, we still planning on with, with two guys signing. Obviously, one of those guys didn't sign. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so, you know, I think that at the end of the day, if you win in the transfer portal, it's going to make this football team better in 2024. You've got to win in the portal. This is where you have issues, you fix them in the transfer portal. That is what you do. The problems you have, Coach Elko should have been able, and that's what was so important about that bowl game. Coach Elko should have been able to watch that bowl game and say, okay, we got to go get this, 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 and this in the portal. But like I said, it looks like that they still have a handful of scholarships left to go and get some more players in the portal. You can load up in the portal. Go fill out more positions. Defensive linemen, go get another receiver if you want. Go get some offensive linemen. Go get some more um, secondary players. Go fill this roster with talent that can make your football team better in 2024 and win in the portal. The other ones I have here is fix the secondary, which we all know that. And then, hey, let's beat the Longhorns. That's my last New Year's resolution. And we will, I will cheers my Diet Coke to that. Let's beat the Texas Longhorns. That is my New Year's resolution. We are going to talk a little bit about the 2024 SEC schedule. And I'm just going to, hey, we're going to, for jokes, run through it, and I'm going to tell you how my thoughts on it and what I think the Aggies record is. We'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. So, looking at this schedule, you know, in, in the games you're playing this year, so you've got Florida on the road. I've talked about it. I I, I don't believe in Napier. Uh, Florida's recruiting class got just blown up in the last couple of weeks. I don't think Florida is going to be a good football team next year. I think the Aggies win this game, start SEC play 1-0. Arkansas, similar argument. I think the Aggies beat Arkansas. I don't think that they're going to have a good season next year. I think that they're – I just – I don't. I don't think they're going to have a good year. Um, So I think the Aggies start SEC play with a couple wins. You got Missouri. And this Missouri game, you know, it was so funny. When I first kind of talked about this schedule and we broke this down, I said like, I don't have a feeling about Missouri yet. Are they a one-hit wonder? Are they going to be good again next year? I'm starting to be a little sold on Missouri. I'm starting to be sold on Coach Drinkowitz and what's going on over there. I, I think Missouri is going to be good. Now, obviously, you play this football game at home, so this game is, is going to be put in a in a toss-up category. But for the safe for the sake of being safe, you know what I mean, in, in predicting, I will say this is a loss. Mississippi State, uh, I like the hire over there. I think they've done a good job in the portal. I just, I don't. It's one of those things. I, it's not going to be this year for Mississippi State. So I think you get a win there. LSU at home. This is another one, another one like the Missouri game that is in the toss up category. It could go either way. 
you know, what's going on at quarterback? How is the defense going to be better? There are so many question marks that, you know, I think this is one of those, you know, and, and I, I want to add this, this caveat. I think that of the three extremely difficult SEC games, which I would say are the Texas game, the LSU game, and the Missouri game, let me make sure I'm counting right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. So nine, 10, 11, 12. Yes. So of the SEC games, I think the Texas, LSU, and Missouri game are going to be toss ups. I think that every other game here, so we'll do, we'll, let's run through it like this. I think you beat South Carolina. I don't, I just, I don't think they're going to be great. Auburn, that's, that's an interesting one. I hate having to go to Auburn, but I think the Aggies can win that game. I think you could argue that that's a toss up game, but I still think the Aggies can win that one. So the way I look at that is I, I think you've got six wins or five wins in SEC play that I feel pretty good about. You could you could make the argument of four with four toss-up games. I kind of think five with three toss-up games. If you find a way to win one of those toss-up games, and here is the fun part about these toss-up games, where are they all going to be played? In Kyle Field. So, you know, if you find a way to steal one of those, you find a way to steal two of those, this could be a really good season for the Aggies. Um, but I, I just... As I've said time and time again, and I just wanted to run through the schedule just for five seconds. It's the new year. I wanted to have the conversation. But looking at this Texas A&M 2024 schedule, I think it's so manageable. It is such a manageable schedule, and I think the Aggies can really have a good year. If they do well in the portal, I think they can succeed. The last little thing I want to say, and we're not going to get too deep into it because we will another day, but Dominic McKinley flipped to LSU. That one hurts. It's five-star. We're not going to sit here and pretend like, well, yeah, no, there's none of that. This is a, a really tough loss. It kind of felt like it was going to happen. It, it just felt like he was ready to move on. Um, so now there's one job. You have one job, and that is to hold on to Terry Bussey. That's coming up. His decision's coming up. You got to hold on. If you hold on, we know who he is and how talented he is. I feel really good about this recruiting class. If you can hold on to Terry Bussey, if you don't, I'm going to be a little concerned. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Like I said, thank you all so much for tuning in. You know, not my first full year doing the show because uh, I started, it feels like seven years ago. I don't even remember at this point, but, you know, it's a new year. We're going to be, uh, you know, having a ton of fun this year at Locked on Aggies. It'll be my first, you know, full year doing it. Thank you all every day for being here. Love doing this for everybody. It's just a ton of fun to host the show. So thank you all for being here. Happy New Year, everybody. Have a great rest of your day today. Enjoy the football games, and we will see you tomorrow.